Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. Someone just signed up for a Subway account with my email. That rules. Someone in... St. Paul, Minnesota. Is it Ish? No, he's back, unfortunately. But that rules. My name's Greg Tepper. They ordered a six-inch buffalo chicken. <laughs> my name's Greg Tepper. I got the receipt. <laughs> my name's Greg Tepper. I don't think they charged me. Like I don't think they have my credit card information. I think they just used my email, which is... They just You're just going to rack up some subway points in Minnesota. Respect. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com. A corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll listen to podcasts, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. You know why it's Tuesday? Tuesdays! Correct. See, I, like, how do you forget? Yeah, that's true. Today is Tuesday, September 26th. we had our staff meeting this morning, and I'm still used to Mondays. We're over-meeting. Correct. Uh, uh, Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. It is 58 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Serena Williams. Oh, nice. That rocks. That's an actual goat. Yeah. No, like legitimately. Like (laughs) an actual goat. Yeah. Uh, It is episode 1658. On today's show, folks, we're going to be joined here in just a moment by Aaron Hogan. Aaron Hogan is the host of Eyes on Texas, the 
Texas Longhorns podcast on the Republic of Football Podcast Network. We're going to talk about the number three ranked Texas Longhorns with that? a guy who knows that team inside and out. Aaron Hogan will join us in just a moment. Then back half the show, the Hall of Famer Craig Way will join us, as he always does here every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. We'll talk high school football with him. And then back half the show, back back half the show, the back half of the back half of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no halves. That's the problem. No. They're like thirds. We're like it's like a hockey game. Today is thirds. Today is thirds. Sometimes there's, it's like fourth. Sometimes it's like fourteenth. Three segments. Uh, it's the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top Ten Plays of the Week from Week Five of the Texas High School Football Season. So stick around for all that fun. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Evie Hill, Daniel Agnew, Ed McElroy, and Big Jiggly Water Balloons. Let's go. <sighs> what? The fact that I've said that in these nuts on this podcast in one consecutive episode is in five minutes, honestly. We're living there. Did you see this is apropos of nothing? We had the NFL minute with my mom earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see we had two scoragamis this week? Yes. I, oh, I saw one of them. What so was there the was one? another one last night. 25-11 oh, is a yeah, scoregami. Yeah. Or 24-11? Or whatever the, um, the final score of the first Monday night game with uh, Eagles and uh, and. Uh, brought bucks it was 25 11 that's a scoregami we had two because 70 70 to 20 was also one yes anyway shout out john boyce and scoregami we're texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football on the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com hope you'll consider going to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a dave campbells texas football subscriber two magazines or three magazines, rather, and a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including the 2023 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Rising. Um, oh, there you go. Good. Um, you get that. We're working on that right now, the recruiting edition of our magazine, so we hope we go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Makes a great gift as well. Thanksgiving is coming up, and so get your lover the gift of Dave Campbell's Texas Football for Thanksgiving. If you want to talk about a way to someone's heart, get them a subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football for for is Thanksgiving, thank, for Thanksgiving. your version of Valentine's Day. It is. It it does. We need to bring okay ro- we need to bring romance into Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know. Seems right. I mean, I feel romantic every time I see a thing of green bean casserole. And I'll just say that I think there's a lot that's like romantic about acknowledging that both of us need to go take a nap. Yeah, yeah that's fair. It's awesome. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. It's time to talk a little Texas Longhorns football with the host of Eyes on Texas, the uh, Texas Longhorns uh, podcast on the Republic of Football Podcast Network. We're joined by our friend Aaron Hogan. Aaron, how are you? Hey, guys. Uh, doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you you hopping on with us. I know you just got done talking for a long time on the radio. And so thanks for <laughs> thanks for agreeing to talk some more. Uh, the, Texas is now the number three team in the nation they are uh, four and zero. Oh. They are, in a lot of ways, entering that uh, kind of uh, echelon where they're talked about in those hushed tones as far as what could be possible. From your perspective, from the outset of the season, I know there were big expectations, but is it surprising to you right now the way that Texas is being talked about? Uh, surprising, no. I mean, I think there were a lot of expectations through the summer that this team could and has put together a roster that should compete for the Big 12 championship. I mean, that was really 
the off-season conversation. We called it the all-gas, no-excuses year for the Longhorns to make it to, to Arlington and you know win a Big 12 championship or certainly try to play for one. Uh, but the questions, you know, Quinn yours is he the, the quarterback to lead you there? Steve Sarkeesian still hasn't, you know, won a championship as a head coach. Is this roster and this this team ready to be mature enough to play week to week and um, put themselves in that position? I think the month of September so far has checked a lot of boxes for people. That uh, this this team's got some a lot of substance to it. It's a really good mix of veteran players. Uh, what we always talk about on the Eyes on Texas and on and on my show here in Austin is. You know, there, there are a lot of guys that came back this year for this roster that, that are never going to play in the SEC. This is it for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're providing a lot of leadership. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about Christian Jones, a right tackle, who's a six-year player who could have, you know, put his name in the draft last year. Uh, Jordan Whittington, uh, Jalen Ford, the linebacker, was was told he had a pretty good grade for the draft last year after his great year last year. Uh, and it goes on and on. There's a lot of guys, Devondre Sweat. Uh, could have gone into the draft last year, uh, but came back. So I think they have a really nice nucleus of, of veteran leaders who aren't worried about the SEC. They're not worried about the future. They're really just worried about this season and maximizing this season for you know a, you know leaving a legacy uh, for the last season of the Big Twelve. And you know the, the Longhorns won the first ever Big Twelve in the, the mid nineties, and they haven't won enough Big Twelve championships for Longhorn fans. And I think for anybody that's paying attention, but to win the first and the last and mm-hmm. uh, finish would be strong so i think they're getting great leadership i think uh the young guys that have been infused into that and sark's just done a great job of building uh, depth on this team uh through recruiting the portal uh bringing people back they haven't lost a lot of guys that, that normally are in a lot of a lot of other programs might have jumped into the portal i think a guy like jonathan brooks the running back who's blown up here the last couple days you know, he's a guy who played behind Bijan robinson and roshan johnson when he after he got here from hallettsville and then all of a sudden texas recruits cj baxter a five-star kid from florida and he's running second team to him uh this day and age a lot of guys would have would have jumped out of here and he did not and cj has been hurt first couple of games and he has just taken off and i think he's the established himself as the lead running back for texas moving forward so it's a lot of substance to it the win at alabama was huge uh to to really build confidence in that locker room and then you know now we're to the next step where it's you know can they play week to week the wyoming game was a little you know kind of a letdown because they didn't play great against wyoming for four quarters but then last week up in waco in another hostile environment they just played great and really outclassed baylor in every possible way so sure a lot of excitement and now two big games coming against the only other two ranked teams in the big 12 and i know that that is uh you know you you go back to last week against baylor that that felt like such a thorough dismantling of of the a bears team that is is struggling right now playing so i don't think there's really any doubt about it and i would say and, and and certainly you're closer to the program than i am i think that the the word on texas has been yeah, you can get up for these big games, but the week-to-week, and when you're playing a team that you're a lot better than, maybe you go and you play with your food. And I think that that was the concern coming out of the Wyoming game. Did the performance on against Baylor, which felt comprehensive in a lot of ways, did that alleviate a lot of the fears maybe among the, the Texas fan base that, oh, no, this could be just another kind of letdown year for the, for the Longhorns? I think it did. I think it did. And I think... You know, the the thing I'll say about that is that this defense has played great every game. You know, they've been outstanding. The Alabama game, they gave up a couple of big explosive plays over the top. They've got some issues at safety and coverage that I think teams, they're going to have to shore up, but they're deep back there. But I think I mean, my read on this team so far through four games, if you're going to play that kind of defense, 
uh, and win the line of scrimmage as thoroughly, thoroughly as they do. You have a Jalen Ford in the middle who's playing at an All-American level. Um, and then the, the secondary is deep. If you're going to play that kind of defense, um, and then it, it every, no matter how good they've played or consistent they've been on offense, uh, Greg, they they have a 21-point quarter in every game. Mm-hmm. They've had, you know, the Rice game was the third quarter. The Bama game and the Wyoming game were the fourth quarter. The Baylor game, it was the second quarter. This team has an explosivity to it where all of a sudden you feel like you're in the game and then bang, 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 they go on three straight drives and the game's over. Uh, so to have a 21-point quarter on all four wins kind of tells you if they get this offense into a consistent place that they're going to be really hard to beat uh, because they're you're going to score a lot of points with this offense and Sark and, and Quinn getting more comfortable. And this defense this isn't going to get up, give up a lot. And you feel like that's going to be the most consistent part of this team. That's a pretty good recipe. Uh, to alleviate those concerns of a letdown, but certainly they got to bring it every week. I mean, they've got to you know teach, teach uh, take each week as it's, it's a new mission, right? As they were talking about this week, this is our mission this week is to to focus on Kansas. And as I that's why I started with the veterans. I think you know the locker room is going to make sure that's the case. And uh, so far, so good for Texas. Uh, Aaron Hogan of the Eyes on Texas podcast and Republic Football Podcast Network joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Aaron, the, the offense came in with, with a lot of hype and a lot of hullabaloo, and it has lived up to that. Um, and, and, and then some. You mentioned the 21-point quarter they've gone on in each of their games. I am I am curious if there has been a surprise on that offensive side. I think we knew, you know, Xavier Worthy, not a surprise. <laughs> we thought he was going to be pretty good. Uh, Quinn Ewers, certainly the consistency, I think, has been a, a, a pleasant surprise there. Is there somebody or some aspect of this offense that, that has you saying, oh, I didn't necessarily see that coming in, in a positive way? Well, I just alluded Jonathan Brooks. I think that would be the one that, you know, he, he played behind Bijan and Roshan for, for so long. Uh, and, and I know you guys covered him at Hallettsville where he you know, was was the bell cow on a, on a small school that went to a state championship. Uh, he's just a, a hardworking dude. And I think he's been a great surprise because, you know, the question for me for this team coming into the year was who was going to replace that rushing production. When you lose two running backs of that caliber to the NFL, you know, they were your offense was built around that and everything else came from there. This team's going to be built a little bit more around the passing game, but in Steve Sarkeesian's offense, you still want to have a power running game. They still want to have play action. And, you know, who is that going to be? So I think a little bit of a surprise there that, 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 that Brooks has played so well. He closed out the Alabama game where they just ran the ball and never had to punt the ball back to Bama with that 10-point lead. He, you know, then followed that up with a huge game against Wyoming when the passing game was really out of sync and uh, that Wyoming had a great defensive scheme for that game. They just ran the ball and that, that, and, and then of course we saw what he did against Baylor uh, with the speed. So he's been a really good surprise. I think the key to the offense for me, Greg, is the, the tight end Jatavion Sanders. I think he is the, the fulcrum that makes them potentially, if they continue to develop and get better, the, the, uh, the offense can be unstoppable because Sark uses so many, personnel packages and groups whether it goes heavy with um you know three offensive linemen or they go empty with multiple and spread everybody out uh but Deshavion, jt sanders never has to leave the field in that he can be a part of the heavy package he can be a part of the 12 package 11 package spread it out he's just that dynamic and so whatever whatever grouping or formation you want to go with he's on the field and he just creates an, a matchup right if the linebacker's on him it's going to get he can you know, beat it. If it's a defensive back, he's too big and athletic and making one-handed catches. And then he can also block pretty good. So in the run game, you can still line up and, and, and run the football, whether it's out of 11 personnel or 12. So I think really for me, 
he's the key. I mean, he's the one that I think gives defensive coordinators nightmares of figuring out what to do with because he's so big and so athletic and um, you know, he's just he's just he's the matchup problem. While you have all the other problems, you got to deal with. Uh, this this weekend, uh, Saturday, two thirty, uh, Kansas state rank or nationally ranked Kansas comes to town, twenty fourth ranked, and uh, this is a a program that has uh, I think. Uh, Brings up some bad memories to Texas fans, no, sure. <laughs> noticeably 2021 and, and, and 2016. Um, Texas, I don't think this is a real uh, a hot opinion, but they look like the better team. What are you going to be watching for in this game Saturday to make sure that Texas takes care of business? Uh, I think you're right about the bad memories, without a doubt, because there was also the two losses, but also Tom Herman. Oh, yeah. Had a game with Kansas that they had to survive in overtime. So it's, it's one of those scary teams that, you know, the year they won the last time they were in DKR two years ago, that was their only win over an FBS team. So, yeah, there's some, you know, there's some, uh, uh, you know, memories about that. But as far as this game, I mean, they're both so much better than they were two years ago. I mean, that's why it's such a fun game to talk about because Texas is light years roster wise, talent wise, everything we've talked about already from that team. Uh, that was really the bottoming out point in Steve Sarkeesian's first year and kind of cleaned house after that. It kind of realized everybody that was on board and those that were not. And, you know, that, that was, that was the clear game for that. But then um, this game, it's, it's really about the I just mentioned how consistent the Texas defense has been. This is a real challenge. I think Texas right now and Kansas are the two most, I think they're the two offenses in the big 12 that have the best clear identity of what they are Mm -hmm. and what they want to be. And, uh, you know, Jay, this might be the, one of the few games Texas plays this year, you know, where the the quarterback advantage is probably with Kansas because Jalen Daniels is so dynamic and he's a, he's a veteran player and Quinn Ewers is going to make his 14th start. Um, you know, that guy's really good. So, and Lance Leipold's system, much like Sarks does to opponents, it really tests you in a lot of ways. You've got to stop, couple of running backs, the receivers, maybe two quarterbacks will play. So this is one where, I mean, I saw the odds makers have it as a over under 66 or something like that. So they, they're expecting some points. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking to see the chess match between between the Kansas offense and then Pete Kwiatkowski and the Texas defense. I do expect them to, you know, score some points. Same time, they've got to be able to stop Texas too. So uh, lots of like, but really looking forward to seeing how PK handles this team and, and deals with that, the, all the weaponry Lance Leipold has. And I think the Kansas defense a little bit better this year than, than people are giving them credit for. They're improved on that side of the ball. He's Aaron Hogan. You can hear him on uh, The Horn, uh, 6 to 11 a.m. Uh, with our friend Rod Papers. And you can hear him on uh, Eyes on Texas uh, the on the Dave Campbell's Republic Football Podcast Network. Aaron, appreciate your time and uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. Thank you very much. Yeah, that new edition that we recorded last night of the podcast and multicast should be out today at some point. So be looking for it. Go look for it. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you all. There he goes. Aaron Hogan of the Eyes on Texas podcast from the Republic Football Podcast Network. Uh, that's a professional. Makes us look like amateurs. Correct. That guy knows. Most people do. But that is, um, you know, I think that this is, and, and you're you're somebody that I know your family uh, has some, some Texas ties. Mm-hmm. I know Kansas causes you to go. Huh. Oh, every you time. know, <laughs> it's it, it's really the whole state of Kansas because oh, yeah, Lord K-State. knows they Gosh. can't win in Manhattan in Kansas. But the thing about Kansas was they always play down to their competition, and Kansas mm-hmm. historically has been butt in football. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel a little bit better knowing Kansas isn't absolute trash because no, you would think that the Longhorns wouldn't. Plummet all the way down there, but it was always they always overlooked Kansas, and this, that's when they get you. This might be 
the best Kansas team they've had since that like oh seven year where they ran all the way to the Big Twelve Championship game. And it's and funny the, the Orange Bowl, right? I feel better about Texas playing a nationally ranked Kansas than I do them being zero and four. I think there's a real argument to be made. This is the best Texas team since probably that twenty ten national title game run. So, uh, big game. Texas is the better team. Like that's not. I don't think I'm going on a limb here. No. Oh, absolutely Texas not. is the better team. On paper, I think on the field, but... At home, at DKR, right? Yeah. Mentally, don't mm-hmm. mess this one up. Mm-hmm. That's especially, all it takes. Especially considering who's next week. Yep. That's literally all it takes. Next don't mess this one up. Next week's OU. And don't, don't get caught looking. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we appreciate Aaron Hogan. Uh, that new episode of Eyes on Texas coming to the Dave Campbell's uh, Republic Football Podcast Network feed. Go subscribe right now. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, Ashley Pickle will, con- will confront Craig Way live on the air. But first, a word from these goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. We continue our wall-to-wall coverage of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift by bringing in an expert. We're pleased to be joined by the Hall of Famer, Craig Way, who I know dedicated multiple segments yesterday on the Craig Way Show to uh, to the topic. Uh, Craig, do you read me? I almost, almost got all the way through my daily show 
without a mention of those two until my producer brought it up 10 minutes oh, before oh, playing yes. on oh. oh, that's leaving. You would have to do that. Man, that's the 18th green. You'll leave the putt short. That's, oh, it's tough. You're almost there. <laughs> oh, so close. Oh, wow. So close when it happened. It's running out of gas a mile to the finish line at the Indy 500. It's tough. It's a tough thing. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little Texas high school football, Craig. Um, last week, we entered the, uh, the, the, the week looking at a number of kind of make-or-break games for a couple of teams, especially uh, state-ranked teams. And my take, and I know we mentioned this on Scoreboard on Friday night, my take on it was when you took a look at the big results from Friday night, it was, it was a great night to be a defensive coordinator. And the kind of guy, if you're the kind of person who watches a football game and you like 20 to 14 seemed like Friday night, at least at the, the really top of the table type, uh, type games, those seemed like, it seemed like your kind of night. You know, I, uh, my former co-host, uh, Jeff Howe, who you know really well and, and uh, also is uh, really closely affiliated with a lot of the uh, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football recruiting scene, mm-hmm. says that in his hometown of Florence, Texas, uh, where, where high school football is kind of lean these days, he says there's guys that'll sit down there at a little convenience store in a back room and sit there and and I won't say place a wager, but they will say how they feel that some high school football games are going to go over or under. And I will say this: they must have had a field day oh. last weekend with all those games. With 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 uh, Fort Bend Marshall and PNG, they must have been turning cartwheels <laughs> with seven zip on on that one because you just you don't get that very often. You you're more likely, I think, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong. If you think I'm wrong, um, I think you're more likely to get Liberty Hill Hutto eighty two eighty on a on a given Friday night than you are seven to nothing based on based on the way uh, offensives have gone and you know the way that the game is played now I'm glad we don't have too much of either one or the other but it's nice to see it sprinkled in from time to time uh, let's put it uh, I'll put it to you this way last year there were one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirty four about 15 games that had uh, uh, seven or fewer points scored uh, and there were significantly more than that that were that had more than 110 points scored. So I I think that you're right. Without doing the doing some quick back of the envelope math, that seems correct. Uh, I I want to go back to the game that we talked about a lot last week, which was Lake Travis and Westlake, and Westlake pulls out a 20 to 14 win over their rival. Um, what what are your real takeaways from that game? Uh, specifically, because I think we knew that both defenses looked like they were on the good foot. Is do you take away that these are two good defenses? Do you take away that these are two offenses that have some work to do? Do you take away both? Where, where, what are you? What are you gleaning from this one? Well, you've heard me use this comparison before. You know, what, when when you're looking at it defensively and offensively, this is uh, you know. Winnie the Pooh being invited to lunch at uh, at Rabbit's house, and he says, "Do you want honey or condensed milk with your bread?" And he says, "Both." And then he says, "But don't bother out the bread." So what I'm what, what I came away from that game thinking was that these are two programs, traditional powers, of course, with Arlington caliber defenses, defenses that can get them to Arlington. However, 
I don't know that either has Arlington caliber offense right now. I'd say it won't happen. We're, all, after all, just at the cresting halfway point of the regular season. The defenses are made to look better if the offenses aren't quite that far along. And I think the answer is somewhere in between, a sliding scale there for both Westlake and Lake Travis. Obviously, they'll both be in the playoffs. Obviously, they'll both be a region four threats. I think it's all but a given that they're both going to be in Division One. I. I mean, only Del Valley can can prevent that from happening if they get in. Otherwise, Westlake's definitely going to be in, in D1, and we know Lake Travis is in D1. They have the largest enrollment in 26-6A. So, uh, you know, there'll be threats, but do they have enough offense to hang with, with, say, if they get to a semifinal in the North Shore or maybe somebody else out of Region 4? That's the unanswered question right now. But what is, I think, apparent is that both have really good defenses. Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, join us every Tuesday. We're here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let me stay in the Austin area and let me stay with those two teams because let me just let me throw out an opinion and have you try it on for size. Lake Travis and Westlake are not, neither of them are the best team in Austin this year. But in fact, Vandegrift is the best team in Austin this year. It'd be a long time. It's been a long time since since the best team in Austin wasn't either LT or Westlake. And yet, the more I look at this, the more I wonder if it's not the Vipers who are who would take the cake in 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 the capital city. Good enough to beat both and and to go the distance. Uh, Drew Sanders would probably be the first to tell you. Give me a couple more weeks. Let me see what this, uh, you know, how they do in district play. They had a manageable, uh, not bad, but manageable non-district schedule. And uh, and I think they are one of the best teams. And, and where I'm curious to see is if they go D1 or D2. Because if they go D1, it's going to be really, really crowded there in Region 4 out of the greater Austin area. Because you're going to have a bi-district matchup. Mm-hmm. In all probability, a Vandergrift against Lake Travis or possibly against Westlake if there were a couple of stumbles along the way. And we almost saw that last year. And Vandergrift wound up going D2 because of some things that happened on the final Friday night of the regular season. Uh, that might not happen this year. And we'll, we'll have to keep a, an eye on teams like Vista Ridge. And we'll have to keep an eye uh, on teams like Westwood to see if they get in and tip the scale a little bit one way or the other about Vandegrift. But they're good enough, absolutely, to hang with both of those teams if not beat them both. Uh, well, it's the meanest thing we do to each other each week, and it's uh, asking you to pick one game to go to. Week six is a, is, a, is a light week, relatively. There's only 515 games across the state. Uh, I'll give you three. You can only teleport to one of them. Do you teleport to Brownwood for the Battle of 377 between Stephenville and Brownwood? Do you teleport to Columbus for Madisonville and Columbus? Or do you teleport to Gale, Texas for a matchup of unbeatens in the six-man ranks as Abbott visits Borden County? Uh, boy, that's they each have great appeal. Stephenville, Brownwood, great tradition, great history, and great chicken fried steak all along that route. Um, the the Columbus Hallettsville, I mean not Hallettsville, uh, the, the Columbus uh, Madisonville mm-hmm. matchup, I think is probably the one I'd lean toward. Uh, but that six man thing is a top ten, and it could be back to back weeks of six of, of six man top ten matchups there. Obviously for Abbott. Now are they playing? Did they move that game from Gale? I thought I'd read or heard somewhere they were going to play that game in Zephyr. 
that, that, that uh, are you seeing you know, in any event, it's going to be a great game no matter where it's played. And that game is at Zephyr. I, I, I apologize. Yes. It's where? It's at Zephyr. You got it right. Okay. All right. Um, great facility, by the way, mm-hmm. there at Zephyr for six men. Um, but I probably, you know, I probably lean toward uh, Madisonville, Columbus. We're not getting many highbrow non-district games now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people are settling, the teams are settling in the district play now. So, uh, you know, and in a higher classification, I mean, I know it's non-district in that in that six-man game, but in a higher classification, there are scant few, especially on a weekend where there are scant few games, period. I mean, I was really kind of worried about you, Tep, there, and, you know, the way you were grousing on social media about <laughs> about the, uh, you know, veritable dearth of, of football to be had this weekend. I, I was a little concerned that you, you were going to be, you know, angry old man shaking his fist at the clouds about this weekend. I mean, don't, don't, don't. Don't, you know, keep me from a good time. I'll grouse with the best of them. Uh, I do want to, yes. before we let you go, I need to I need to check on you. I know Pickle and I have been pre- pretty worried about you um, because of what happened Friday night with, um, with Kearns 36 and Itasca 31 as the Wampus Cats get knocked from the ranks of the Unbeatens. Are you, are you doing okay? I am. I think. I think uh, there's something to be encouraged about there about uh, the the progress of the Wampai. They they uh, you know they they've had so many lean seasons and to stand toe to toe. Jerry Forrest had it pegged and he had the number. I think. I think he had Currents winning by four and they won by five. So I think he had Westlake winning by six. They won by six. Uh, Jerry was was right on it. The computer was right on board with it. So we'll we'll follow him and see. Uh, uh, the big eye is has turned its fortunes around, I think, and I think we definitely will see them in the postseason. He's Craig Way. He's the Texas High School Hall of Famer and the state's number one Itasca Wampus Cans support, uh, Cats for supporter. Uh, catch him on the Craig Way Show today, 2 to 4 on AM 1300 The Zone in Austin. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and I will talk to you this afternoon. Let me tell you this. Itasca is doing much better than my eponymously named Wampus Cat fantasy football team, which is 0-3. Oh, it's oh, tough. No. Oh, man. You know, well, we, we can turn it around, though. It's early in the season. It's early days yet, Craig. We can do it. Yeah, yeah but Aaron Rodgers ain't walking back through that door, folks. <laughs> Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. See ya. There he goes, Craig Way with the Fantasy Football Minute here on Texas Football Today. We keep adding minutes. I also love that it, there was no doubt that his fantasy football name was was named after a high school football mascot, right? Oh, that was oh, the I that did. was the lock of the year. Yeah, that yes. Like I'm sure he just picks one, and like next week, next year it'll be like the Tarpons or something, yeah, or the Saber Cats. Nothing will be as good as the Wampus Cats, though. It is it's at pretty least good not in his heart. Anyway, we appreciate Craig Way hopping on with us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebookcom Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagramcom Campbells. and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in a moment, the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top Ten Plays of the Week. But first, let's find out who won the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Congratulations to this week's recipients of the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. We have an update 
sources close to Dave Campbell's Texas football tell Dave Campbell's Texas football that Abbott and Borden County will be played at Gordon on Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Thursday at Gordon. Please update your Palm Pilot. It's Abbott and Borden County at Gordon, 6.30 p.m. on Thursday. And now, Pickle, it's time for the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week. Our friends at Texan Live scour the internet, put together the top 10 plays, and here's what they come up with for Week 5. They've already forced two for Trey Owens tonight. Can they get another one here? Owens looks, fires, end zone. Oh, and it's caught. How about that jump ball? Owen Carter for his second touchdown tonight. Third and 11. K goes in motion. It's going to be a backwards pass to K. He wants to throw. Has a man open with a step. What a throw from K. And it's a touchdown for Laporte. Willits rolling near side looking to throw. Colin Willits fires down the field. Man open and is caught by Andrew Marsh. Making a man miss. Andrew Marsh into the end zone. Touchdown Jordan. That is the wrong guy you want to leave wide open there. Let me tell you. 41 yards from Willits to Andrew Marsh. Up to lead. The Wildcats offense fake a speed sweep. Martin over the middle. Catch is made. That's Rodriguez again. Breaks a tackle inside the 20, inside the 10, and he will score. Hampton in motion. They'll give it to one. They'll keep it on a read option. Now a toss out to Hampton. And he's across the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown again. So the pitch to Hampton. Second down and goal. Russell. To the fade, to the end zone, more jump ball. What can he do? An incredible catch as he goes skying into the air and in motion. Group looking to throw, fires into the corner. Beavers goes up, gets it. Touchdown, Cougars! One of the better catches you will see in high school football, ladies and gentlemen. He so back here to open up the fourth quarter. It's going to be a third and goal here for Kirbyville. Huffman flushed to the far side, now going to spin around. Here's Jace Huffman getting out of a sack. Huffman. Fires, end zone it is, caught! Touchdown Kirbyville, are you kidding me? Mascarenas zips it over to Micah Hudson on a screen. He makes the guy miss with a beautiful spin move. He put him in the washer and Micah Hudson, pucker up baby, he's going all the way. I gotta say, that's that was a great play by And 11 from the 39. Clintz. Steps up, going to go deep into double coverage. It is caught. Are you kidding me? It is caught by Keyshawn Monroe. A stiff arm breaks him free inside the 20. Takes defenders with him to the end zone for the touchdown. What in the world was that? There it is, the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week, as assembled by our friends at Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Pickles, their boss, she makes him do that. That actually was a factual statement. There you go. Appreciate it them putting that together you can find that on our youtube page youtube.com slash dave campbell's tf let's go over to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts um if you don't know this but with texanlive.com all of the games are available for vod video on demand if you're a subscriber texanlive.com slash subscribe or texasfootball.com slash subscribe because our subscription package is one and the same you get all of them but if you ever miss any of the games or want to go back and watch plays like that you can do that at literally any point in time so you're saying that I can go back right now and watch the Lake Travis Westlake game? Yes, absolutely. Or the Wake Tra- Lake Travis Westlake game from last year. They're oh, available wow. on demand for as long back as we go. So 
How about that? Go watch. Go to TexanLive.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Aaron Hogan of Eyes on Texas on the Republic Football Podcast Network and to the Hall of Famer Craig Way for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.